This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Mariners reporter Greg Johns, who is covering all things for us at MLB.com. And Greg, before we get to any baseball conversations, I have to know, how was your Thanksgiving? How many servings did you have? What was your favorite side dish? Tell me all the details. <laughs> Sadly, I'm, I'm still eating from Thanksgiving. We, yes, that's great. We, we cooked plenty. We, cooked, we had the kids over, uh, you know, and, and uh, cooked more than we needed. It's, it's still in the fridge, and, I, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not opposed to leftover turkey and stuffing and uh, it's kind of dangerous, frankly. You know, still some pecan <laughs> pie. I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to put pecan pie at the top of my list if you want. Just, uh, you know, just to kind of <laughs> get in enough sugar to keep me rolling for uh, you know through this podcast and beyond, maybe into the season. So it's all good. Thanksgiving's great. Mine was wonderful, and, and uh, thanks for asking. Can you send me any pie? I, I would be a fan of that. Yeah, we can. We certainly have some some left. So yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my, my uh, son's girlfriend came over and and, uh, and brought three pies when we probably needed one for the, the group we oh had. Oh, my so gosh. We're, uh, we're, it's all good in the pie world. I love it. I love it. Now you're making me hungry. But I guess we'll talk about baseball now, Greg. All right. All right so I wanted to talk about Hisashi Iwakuma. And from what I can see, and you tell me if I'm wrong, it looks like the Mariners' rotation looks pretty good. It looks like they got a bunch of good guys but Hisashi Iwakuma, he was obviously out last year with shoulder issues, became a free agent when Seattle declined his club option for 2018. But instead, they ended up giving him a million dollars in a buyout. Obviously, they're, you know, they respect him. And if, if he can come back at 36, right, and, and win a spot, they want to give him the chance to do that. But why is this a good deal for the club and for Iwakuma? Well, with Iwakuma, the... You know, they're bringing him back on a minor league deal, uh, you know, and he was willing to do that because of his his shoulder issues. Uh, he's, he's questionable if he'll even be ready for the start of the season. He had shoulder surgery uh, in late September. They finally kind of decided to go in and clean up some problems, and you know he missed he missed almost all the last season. He right. missed the first first month, and and then he just fought that shoulder. And he's a guy who worked so hard. He was he was out there trying uh, over and over to come back, and it just never never got right. And so they finally went in and cleaned that thing up, and and he should. They're hoping to, you know, he could be thrown by the by the start of camp, and uh, you know whether he's ready for the start of the season or not is a is a question. So you know he's willing to come back. This is a guy who's been a Mariner, you know, since he came over from Japan. He's always been a Mariner, loves Seattle, and uh, it's home for he and his family. Uh, feels comfortable there. And so when when it was clear that uh, you know he wasn't going to hit the free agent world and and make uh, make book of bucks anywhere you know he, he said hey i want to be in seattle i want to rehab this thing i want to get right and uh you know, he's, a, he's a very loyal guy you know he said right after the surgery that that he wanted to come back and, and produce again i think he felt bad that he didn't deliver last year and, and he's the kind of guy that wants to 
wants to get it right, and uh, he wants to get it right here in Seattle. So, you know, it, it, they, they do have uh, a number of guys coming back. I think the Zapota would still like to, to add another quality arm to that rotation, and I, I suspect that he'll be active in the free agent market when they, whenever that free agent market finally starts heating up here. But uh, you know, they, they do have James Paxton. And, Felix and Mike Leake kind of top that rotation, and, and Erasmo Ramirez, uh, Ariel Miranda, that pitched well for them last year, and, and a couple yeah. of young guys, and uh, Marco Gonzalez and Andrew Moore that can fit in there. So they have some numbers. Uh, Iwakuma, I don't think they expect to, to contribute right off, but if he can get healthy and be a, be what he's been in the past, he's been one of the better starters in the American League for, for five or six years. So you know, if they can get him healthy, certainly would be a help. Yeah, so, okay, here's my follow-up question. I, I have two, and, of course, they pertain to Shohei Otani. I'm wondering if this – obviously, the Mariners are extending a really nice um, gesture to Iwakuma, but does this have anything to do with Shohei Otani at all? Yeah. That's a great question. I, I think every move that's made in 30 clubs this year has probably got Shohei Otani yeah. uh, in the back of the mind. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it has nothing to do with that, but but I think really this is about Iwakuma and the loyalty he's okay. had with the club and, and his history. And I think it, you know this is a, a no risk minor league deal to to bring him back, get healthy. So you know, does it help that uh, they've got a guy like Iwakuma that's well respected in Japan and and has a history with the Mariners and and uh, and certainly would be a, you know. A, a, I assume a welcome addition to the team if if Otani came here. Sure, I don't I don't think that's a a non-factor, but I don't think it's the driving force. Okay, my next question also has to do with Mr. Otani. So he <laughs> asked the clubs, this is so interesting to me, he asked the clubs to tell him why that he should choose that specific club. And obviously, like all along, money is great. Whoever can offer him the most is great. But I think it's becoming more clear that that's not his main focus. If it was really about the money, he would have waited. Right, he wouldn't have come here early. He would have waited so he could get the maximum amount of money. So I think he really wants to feel welcome. And there are rumors swirling. You know, he wants to be the only Japanese player on the team. There are lots of different things. But what do you think the Mariners are going to write in their letter to Shohei Otani to convince him to come play there? Yeah, I assume they'll ask him if he's a coffee drinker in, the, in Starbucks. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> if you like Starbucks, salmon, and the space meal, you got to come to Seattle, right? Yeah. So, no, I mean, I, it's interesting. It, it, this is a fascinating offseason with Otani, and the Mariners are smack in the middle of it. And if you know Jerry Depoto came out and flat out said, hey, this we've been planning for this for, for over a year. So I think when that letter writing came, I, I'm pretty sure they had they had that <laughs> plan already and, and i'm 100 percent sure that they focus largely on the japanese history with the with the mariners and yeah and and uh you know there's there's a there's a reason that they feel they're a good good fit for otani and they've gone over to japan and, and used their resources there and their connections to to get to know him and and get in behind some doors that maybe some other clubs haven't and uh and they will continue to to hammer i'm sure on on their japanese history which and since uh, 1998, they've had a Japanese player on the team every year, and that's a that's a long stretch. And Definitely. that's a that's a group that you know Ichiro is is uh, as it turns out, Otani has said one of his favorite players. So you know there there you start with with that history, and you know it's it's not just Ichiro. I mean, this is a club that had you know Kazuhiro Sasaki was the, was the closer for for uh, in the early 2000s, and, and you know the 116 win team in 2001. He was a huge part of that and their history there. Yeah. You know, Iwakuma that we just talked about has been last six years you know, one of their top starters. You know, Kenji Jojima was a 
was the was the catcher here in the mid mid two thousands. Uh, you know, had a I think four years. He was a starting catcher, and uh, you know, going back to uh, Shigatoshi Hasegawa, I remember was back in the early two thousands. Was a big player. You know, recently, uh, thinking uh, Aoki Nori Aoki and right. uh, Munenora Kawasaki. These guys. I mean, the, the, the Mariners' history is 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 flush with with Japanese connection, and all the way back to the the ownership group. I mean, this is the only team in Major League history that. Has been owned by by a Japanese uh, group and uh, with the with the Nintendo Corporation and and uh, from I think bought them in 1992 and and, and owned them until that, uh, a year ago when they they sold out and still have a minority uh, ownership but not the majority ownership anymore. So this is a team that's that's well founded and and along with that become you, you get guys like uh, Ichiro and Iwakuma who have, who have you know become big parts of Seattle. And and uh, can can sell this franchise to Ot- Otani. I would believe it's, it's the comfort level that they had in Seattle. Uh, you know why they like it. You know Iwakuma has made this his home and and loves it here. Uh, you know so, some guys like to be in New York. Some guys like the big city. Want to be in L.A. and Hollywood. And and some guys like the you know a, a city like Seattle. It's a little a little smaller, but still has a huge Japanese American population and, and a comfortable environment. So. You know, I, I'm sure that they're going to hammer hard on that. And uh, you know, I, I think one of the most interesting things that that Depoto has said this off season is that he's willing uh, and able to move Nelson Cruz into the outfield a couple of days a week if uh, right. if Otani came here, so that Otani could could DH. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a that's a pretty big statement. I mean, they're 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 talking about doing everything they can to make this a situation attractive to Otani, and uh, and they also went out and acquired made a trade. To, to build up a little more international pool money that they can use right. to, uh, to compete for that. So they're, they're guns a-blazing on this thing. And uh, I would, like you, love to read the letter they put together. I'm sure it was <laughs> well-presented and, and, and very in-depth. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, the recruiting process, I and mean, it reminds yeah. you of college. And, I mean, just, just the, you know, going after a guy and, and selling him on your team and not just throwing a bunch of money, but, but selling him on what you have. And, and I think that's where Seattle's going to go. And and you know, as well as how they've handled Japanese players in the past, uh, you know, their familiar familiarity with you know translators and, and getting guys in the community and making them comfortable. So, I, I think I think they're a legitimate contender. And but again, as you said, nobody really knows what it exactly is that Otani is looking for. Yeah, it's so so fascinating, and it is it's a full court press, and we haven't seen this where every single team feels like I got to have this guy. Obviously. And, and now we have to kind of prove it, even if you're not, you don't have the money to do it or you don't, I, I can't imagine a team saying they don't need him, but, you know, for every yeah. single team to be asked to write a letter and say, why is this guy the best fit? Why should I choose you? It's, it's, um, it's a magical moment in baseball right now. And I think that wherever he lands, I hope to be able to read that letter that got sent to him one day. I hope that that letter comes out. <laughs> That would be great. Um, and I think we'll, you know, we'll obviously be talking about this guy until until he goes somewhere. But in the meantime, my last question for you, Mr. Johns, you've got this weekly Mariners inbox, which has some of the best questions that I see. I feel like fans always come up with really great questions. And I saw one about Kyle Lewis. He's the Mariners' number one prospect. People are interested in this guy. They want to know, you know, what's his projected path in 2018? Where do you think he's going to be? What do you see from him? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle's been an interesting case. He is definitely their number one prospect, and every time he has 
has been on a field. They said this guy is heads and shoulders above everybody we've got. He gets clearly the the guy they're they're counting on being a big part of their outfield future. But uh, you know he, he blew out his knee big time, ACL and uh, NCL uh, when he you know, home plate collision uh, two years ago when they right right as he's beginning his pro career. So really missed a, a full year last uh, last year came back toward mid season and played uh you know fairly well in in uh, a ball uh it, toward the end of the year and pretty pretty well in the playoffs so there's some optimism there but they they had him uh prepared to play in the Arizona Fall League uh played two games and started having some more kind of tenderness and, and soreness uh, so they pulled him out they say he's got some tendonitis in that area they don't think it's you know a structural problem again but they're just just sore from working in so hard for for a year to get back on the thing and then trying to keep playing on it so they said hey Let's take the rest of the winter off, get that thing right, and and they're really looking at next year as being his 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 time to kind of get back to being 100% of Kyle Lewis, and, and this is a guy who is a five-tool guy that can do a lot of things. So, you know, the the path is still still down the road a ways. He's not a guy that's major league ready. They've they've brushed guys to the majors before without great great results. I think they'll want to take their time with Kyle. Uh, you know, I, I would suspect he'll. To move up to Double A ball at some point this this next year, and and uh, you know just just give him time to get his feet wet, and from there you know it's, it's how he performs. You know if you if you play well, you you move up, and if you if you need time, you you right. take that time. So you know I, I think you know I don't suspect that we'll see him on a Mariner roster next year, but you know I don't rule out anything. But uh, I would I would think the plan would be you know probably Double A ball next year, and then take it from there and. If he can keep keep those at bats and, and and really get healthy and show what he can do, then maybe the, the following year you start to look at how soon he can be in the major leagues. But uh, certainly an exciting prospect, one of one of a few the Mariners have, and and uh, I got to keep an eye on. All right, well, Greg, it seems like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to hear of any major moves being made. We've got the winter meetings coming up a week and a half, so we will wait with bated breath and see what the Mariners and Jerry Depoto decide to do. But until then. My friend, I hope you have a great week, and I so appreciate all your insights and your time. We we will do it again next week. Hopefully the turkey's done by then, and we can just talk baseball. All right. Well, we'll see about that. I may still talk <laughs> about the turkey, but... Yeah, I'm all right with that, too. Yes. All right, Greg Johns, you are our MLB.com Mariners reporter. You can catch all his stuff on Mariners.com. I'm Danny Wexelman, and we will catch you next time.